It was a heck of a game from start to finish, but Wenatchee falls 7-5 to Corvallis in 10 innings in the series opener on Friday night at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. In this one, Wenatchee got off and running early. They would tie it up late to send it to extras, but their inability to score in the ninth inning with the tying, the go-ahead run rather at second base proved to be the difference here tonight. Let's go through the scoring of this one as Wenatchee scored three runs in the bottom of the first inning. First, it was Michael Davini picking up a sacrifice fly after a single and an error put runners at first and third. Another error would again put runners at first and third. And then Iva Arquette put down a sacrifice bunt before Enzo Apodaca played at the third run of the inning with an infield single to the right side. Still no outs, bottom one. Davini swings at the 0-1 and lofts it in the air to center field. We'll check on Oyama coming in. Advincula makes the grab. Oyama will tag, come home. The throw is cut off, and he is safe. One to nothing, Apple Sox in the bottom of the first inning on a sacrifice fly by Michael Davini. Pitching from the stretch with runners at first and third. Arquette puts down a bunt, rolls at first base side. It will be picked up and tossed to first for the second out, but Iva Arquette gets the job done with a sacrifice bunt and an RBI to plate Matt Hallback and make it two to nothing. That was a perfect bunt that just remained along the first base grass about halfway down the line, able to move everyone up 90 feet. Two down in the inning, but two sacrifices have the Apple Sox ahead, two to nothing. The 1-0, swinging a ball, hit over first base side, and it will be kept on the infield by a great play from the second baseman, Darby, who has to now fire home, and in safe is Fossil. He never stopped running with two outs and scores on the infield single by Apodaca. What incredible base running here for the Apple Sox. In the first inning, they lead three to nothing with two outs. All told, the Apple Sox scored three runs, three hits, thanks to two errors in the first inning, and sent eight men to the plate. They would hold on to that lead all the way until the seventh. Corvallis scored twice in the third inning, but in that time, Ryan Mullen found a way to keep the Knights from tying or taking the lead in this one by stopping them on several huge opportunities. The first time came in the fourth inning with a strikeout and then a smart play by Ezra Samperi to get out of the inning. Looking for strikeout number two here, the one-two pitch. Swing and a miss, it's in the dirt. Samperi recovers, flips over to second, and what a great play by the Apple Sox catcher. Recording the double play, strike him out, throw him out, and retire the side here in the fourth inning. And again, the Apple Sox had some great defense in the fifth inning, as with one out, Tyler Quinn singled, Advin Kula singled as well, and runners went to second and third on a wild pitch. But then Mason Lee stepped up to the plate and hit a hot shot to the left side. They want to rip right over at Ponce, steps on the bag, and it's a double play! What a play by Brandon Ponce! A hot shot liner to third, he snags it, and from his feet, leaps over to third. Oh my goodness, what a play to retire the side and get out of a nail-biting threat. It came right to Brandon Ponce. He stepped on the bag after he caught the ball and doubled off Quinn, who was running off of third but trying to get back to the bag for an inning-ending double play, a really dramatic end to that fifth inning. In the sixth inning, again, Corvallis threatened but stranded two, and Mullen would end his night and his Apple Sox tenure fittingly with a strikeout. Mullen fires. One, two, swing, and a miss. First strike three. What a big punch out from Ryan Mullen, and potentially his final pitch thrown with the Apple Sox. Final game of the season for Ryan Mullen on Friday night, and what a, what a dandy it was. 
Six innings, two runs. He did allow seven hits, but just the two runs, one walk, and four strikeouts in this one. However, once Mullen was out of the ball game, the first option out of the pen that Mitch Darlington decided to go with was Quincy Vassar, who had tossed seven scoreless innings a week ago on, at Nanaimo, but he came on a relief and got off to a strange start in the seventh inning. A single, but then got back-to-back -back strikeouts before another single and a walk loaded up the bases. He induced a ground ball to short that probably should have ended the inning, but Ivar Kett bobbled it. His throw to first was late, and the error on the Apple Sox shortstop not only would tie, but then give Corvallis the lead as the runners from second and third never stopped running, and they took at the time a 4-3 to three advantage. Corvallis would add an a run of insurance in the eighth. The Apple Sox went down quietly in the bottom of the eighth inning. And heading into the ninth, there was reason for concern. As Cole Miller led off the ninth with a strikeout, that marked three consecutive hitters who struck out against Matt Scott, the first pitcher in relief, as he had gone a perfect four up, four down. However, he would issue back-to-back -back walks to, Joe, to Ezra Samperi and Joichiro Oyama. After that, it would be Caleb Cantola coming into the ball game to face Matt Hallback, he threw a wild pitch on the first offering, and then after that, made another mistake. The 2-2 coming to Hallback. He swings and hits it the opposite way. It's in the right field. Sam Perry in to score. Big turnaround third. Here comes Joe Ichiro. He slides. He's safe. The throw goes to the backstop. Hallback heading to second. That ball gets away, too, and he'll be safe. Wenatchee has tied it up down to its final two outs here in the ninth inning. Two RBI single. Matt the Bat comes through for the Sox. Hallback with a two RBI single to tie this one up. Sam Perry and Oyama scoring, and Wenatchee has made it a 5-5 ball game. Hallback picked up an RBI single the opposite way to right field to score two runs and tie this game up, and it would remain tied because the Apple Sox could not plate him. After Hallback's heroics, he would go to second on a throwing error that came home. Michael Davini was intentionally walked, but Adam Fossil struck out, and Iva Arquette grounded out to end the inning and strand the winning run at second base. In the 10th inning, Corvallis sent eight men to the plate, scored two runs thanks to a one-out walk, and then a two-out walk, and an error would give the Knights their first run of the frame, and then an RBI single by Jonah Advencula would give them a little bit of insurance, and that would be all they needed. When Anchi retired in order, one, two, three in the 10th, and they fall on Friday night in the series opener. We'll be back in action tomorrow at 6.35 p.m. Pre-game show begins at 6.10, but we hope to see you here at the ballpark. You can get your tickets now at saferseating.com. Series wraps up on Sunday at 1.05 p.m., a family fun day, in which we'll be giving out three more Apple Sox trading cards, and kids can run the bases out on the field after the game. Prior to Friday night's game, I had a chance to catch up with Joichiro Oyama, the Apple Sox infielder who is now the team's single-season leader in stolen bases and is six runs away from tying for the single-season lead in runs scored, not just in Apple Sox history, but also in West Coast League history. He's making a lot of history in a hurry. Here's what he had to say prior to Friday's game. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by Apple Sox infielder Joichiro Oyama. Joichiro, you not only lead the West Coast League in stolen bases right now, you recently became the Apple Sox single-season stolen base holder uh, for a single season. What, what does that mean for you to have that honor uh, still with about a month to go in the season? Um, I'm kind of happy with it. Um, I'm just trying to be um, aggressive on the base and then trying to get the, um, 
the next base always that's you know that's my approach so just stick to it talk to me about that because at the beginning of the season you weren't running as frequently and then about three weeks in you got a, a change of opinion uh, you suddenly had the green light your coaching staff changed things up uh, talk to me about that and about how that changed up kind of the course of your season yeah I didn't have a green light uh, beginning of the season but I asked, I asked the coach if I can have a green light and then he said yeah so <laughs> I just like now I have a green light so I'm just you know trying to get yes still uh, still a base Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Joichiro Oyama joining us, Apple Sox infielder. And Joichiro, we've seen you kind of settle in more regularly at second. You started the year kind of needing to play a little bit of short just because of needs for the team. Uh, what's that been like getting settled in at second? And kind of, it's got to mean a lot just having the same spot that you're playing defensively each day. It probably helps you out a little bit for preparation. Do you agree? Yeah, I've been playing second base for a while, so I'm comfortable about it. So, yeah, I like it. A little over halfway through this season, you've obviously accomplished a lot of batting average, stolen bases, a lot of runs scored. You're, I think, nine away from becoming the Apple Sox single season leader in runs. What are some things you're still working on, though, as we still have a few weeks to go in the summer? I mean, I'm just, I've been having fun, so I'm just going to, you know, keep it up, you know what I mean? Yep. Talk about how that, how important that is to kind of, you know, keep it light because it seems like that's been a big part of this team's success and you're kind of at the center of that. Guys are kind of around you because of that, because of your energy. Talk to me about how that's something you like to bring to a ball club. Um, I mean, as I say, I'm just having fun. So I'm, you know, trying to bring energy to the, you know, on the field and then just trying to, you know, have fun every, yeah. every day, yeah. <laughs> you guys are taking on a tough team this weekend in Corvallis. Um, obviously, it's your first time facing them, so you're not sure you're going up against, but what are some things that you know that you guys have to do right to win at least the series here this weekend? Um, I mean, trying to bring the energy up and then trying to have fun every single day and then control what you can control and then just, yeah, have fun. <laughs> yeah, and go from there. <laughs> well, Joe Ichiro, thanks for joining us here. Go out and uh, steal a few more bags today. Yep, hopefully, <laughs> yep. <laughs> That'll do it for this edition of the Apple Sox Podcast. I'm Joel Norman, thanking you for tuning in and reminding you please to subscribe if you do not already on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That does it. This is the Apple Sox Podcast.